The Process Podcast, episode 338. Do you say Happy Christmas Eve or Merry Christmas Eve? Um, or just Merry Christmas? Um, or do yeah. you say it at all? I don't really say it at all, but if I were, I'd You're a say Merry Christmas, probably. No, I don't hate Christmas. I like Christmas. That's true. Halloween is better. Yeah, I agree. I'd yeah. stand by that. I think the weather overall is arguably a bit nicer in October than it is in December. Yep. Definitely. Especially when it comes to being outside. I struggle to get words out there for like two seconds. I'm like trying to breathe and get it out. Um, mm. I used to say Merry Christmas a lot as a kid, but I don't think... I haven't said it once this year to anybody. Frankly, because I haven't been outside. Yeah. But at the same time, now it's become like politicized where you say it's it's happy holidays and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but at work, we're like, Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Yeah. And yeah, why like, not? And happy holidays is there. But we lead with the Merry Christmas, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a great thing. Um, do you do anything special on Christmas Eve or is... Because I know some families do presents and whatnot on Christmas Eve. Some of them do them on Christmas Day. We're a Christmas Day family. Like wake up, yes, open everything normal. up, eat a bunch of food, go to bed type of a thing. We just got our hot pork sandwiches. That's the only traditional thing. Who started that tradition? Or where did that tradition come from? I have no idea. Really? All I can, for as long as I remember, I just that every Christmas Eve. That's interesting. I don't know where it came from or who. It just, it just is. It just, I, I was born and it was just there, and I never complained. You came out of the womb and you're like, "That's a hot pork sandwich." And your mom's like, "You're two seconds old. You should not be speaking." And you're like, yeah. "No, mom, it's yeah. a hot pork sandwich." <laughs> yes, exactly. First with, words with, out of my mouth. First words out of Zach's mouth. Hot pork sandwich. Put that on a t-shirt. Hot pork sandwich. Um, are you gonna try and break a record tonight eating? Hot pork sandwiches or try and be somewhat uh, civil? Uh, I'll probably try to keep it civil, but, you know, who knows? Yeah, Depends yeah. whatever the stomach's feeling. Is Iz coming bit. over for Christopher hot pork sandwiches? Uh, no, for uh, Christmas. Ah, that's fair enough. That was one thing that I never did was celebrate Christmas with my significant other. I don't think that's a good thing. I mean, hence why we're no it's probably... It's kind of sad, but... Hence why we're probably no longer significant others, but... Oh, true, yeah. That's, yeah. I was like... It's a day for family. It's a day all about family. If I were to do that now, though, it now would be very different. I would be very more, I would be much more inclined to have them there or celebrate with them or be in their presence, so to speak. Right. But I don't think I cared as much when I was 15, Roasted. 16, 17, 18. I, gen I didn't. I was like, my family is the most important thing. I'm fucking 15. What do you want? I don't know. Maybe that it's makes sense. you're honest. Yeah. Bit of roast. Right? Fine. Like, as a kid, it was always like, oh, we're going to go, we're going to celebrate as a family, and then we're going to go see more family. And I'm like, it's a family thing. 
there's nothing wrong with that. And then there was like, I'm not going to make, I couldn't drive at that point. And I'm not going to make one of my family members take time away from them to go and drive me to some other place because that felt selfish. You know, that was my yeah. justification for it. You made me sound really harsh, didn't I? A little bit, but it's fine. I'm not it's saying fine. I would do that you now. Get it. Now I would now now I'd be a lot more inclined to. It's on brand. It's fine. It is on brand, isn't it? What's your brand? Lonely. Sheds a tear. No, if 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 that was my situation now, then I wouldn't settle for not doing that. I, we would me and whomever it is would be safe spending right. Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or whatnot, just to put that on the record in case anyone comes after me, calls me a bigot, fight you right. hard and dangerously. <laughs> Put your family first. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting my family first. What do you want? Yeah. Right? And plus take the fact, not even ignoring the fact that they're like a 25, 30-minute drive away at that point. Like on Christmas Day, you don't want to be driving on Christmas Day. No, you want to be opening your presents, having exactly. tea, and then getting absolutely plastered. And being with your family. Yeah, I mean, too, as I probably won't be with my family a whole lot, I'll be down here getting plastered, but yes, that's fair. At least you won't be alone. That's true. That's the positive thing. That's um, the positive. But to take it off of my depressing personal life yeah. and how I treat people on Christmas, I think I'm, I'm a good person. For the record, yeah. again, I'll put it down again. If I was in a relationship, me and the other person in that relationship would be spending Christmas together, hands down. Right. No way around it. No excuses. Okay. Clear. Even if we both had the plague, okay. we'd both be dead. Well, anyways. if you both had it, then it wouldn't matter. Even if they had it. Okay. Right? And I was immunocompromised. Okay. I would still do it. I'm just putting that out there. Fair. Okay, fair. It's um, cleared now. So we get it. You're good. If Iz listens to this and she asks, she's like, oh my gosh, like Dylan's really harsh. Like, why would you say that? You'd be like, you just keep listening. He defends himself. Probably not very well. But I was scrolling through YouTube last couple of days. I've been quite avidly, I quite avidly consume YouTube all the time, to be honest. Um, but it's been kind of like unconsciously where it's like, I'll watch whatever video comes up. But now if an interesting video comes up and I have the time, I watch it. But if it's something that I'm like, uh, I'm only watching this because of like the entertainment click value, I'll try not to click on it. But I came across one the other day and it was called Drawing a Hyper-Realistic Tiger with Charcoal Part 1. I was like, oh, all right, you've got okay, me at... That sounds, could, yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like the title that would get your attention. You had me at Drawing a Hyper-Realistic Tiger. And then you added charcoal, and then you added part one, meaning that there's going to be at least a part two. Mm. It would be really interesting if though they're like, "Yeah, it's part one, part one of one," and that's it. Then it's just then it just is. But it's by this, and she's Australian and blonde. Just saying, pointing that out. Wow, Car wow, <laughs> Carly Renee, and the E has the accent that goes pointing to the left on the second of the three E's in her last name. So I don't know what the sound that makes, but Renee, maybe. Or just Renee. I think it's Renee. It looks like Renee. It spells Renee. Uh, okay. But her first name's Carly with a C. 
point that out as well. Um, and she is a, well, Renee is her middle name. I'm just doing research now. She is an emerging artist. This is just off her website. Probably began with photorealistic portraiture and has recently moved into drawing wildlife using graphite, charcoal, and acrylic paint at times. Particularly fascinated by the direct simplicity of the drawing process, building up layers or building up complex layers of line and tone. As the youngest in a large family with many creative pursuits, Carly grew up with a deep appreciation for art. It was during her completion of her major works in high school that she discovered her love for using graphite and charcoal. It was here, it was here she began her journey in learning the intricacies of drawing, leaving high school. Carly studied film and television, then went on to work for Channel 9, which is like our version of CTV News. Right. Okay. Um, gotcha. For several years in their production department until deciding to pursue her art full time in March 2020. Ironic. What a, what a month that was. I think some of us are still living in March 2020. Um, and with her hard work, hardworking nature, Carly has begun to forge a path for herself within the art world. And like, yeah, besides the fact that the artwork is outstanding and that the art is amazing, what really attracted me to her and her videos, other than the other than the Australian accent and the drawing, and her, quite frankly, <laughs> right, was like, yeah, the like the work's amazing. The quality of the work is stunning. The quality of the videos is, I wouldn't say it's like the top 1% of YouTube tier that you see where it's like, it might as well be a movie, but you can tell it's like, it's a home grown type of a thing, but, and you can tell that she's done film and TV work before, but there's right. like the way that it's shot. There was one where she, I think it was, um, she's drawing a lion. And it was, I think it was that video and it was like all black and white. Some of it was like vertical footage off her iPhone. Some of it was like landscape footage, but it was just done in black and white. And that like connected with the whole graphite thing. Dude, it was amazing. I watched like the full eight minutes of it and I didn't skip a second, which rarely happens when watching a YouTube video. Um, and this was all like last night that I went through a binge and I've, I probably watched like eight or nine of her videos. And there's not a lot of videos at the moment because she's only at like eight. So here's something interesting. Last night, she was at 8.22 thousand subscribers. Now she's at 8.34. So in the span of a nice. day, wow. right? It's 120 odd people. And that's in one right. day. That's awesome. Give that a couple months, right? Yeah. Um, like stunning work, but she, like the way that she spoke about her work was something that was really interesting to me and like building up, it's like building up a portfolio of work to display, but also building up a portfolio of practice work, of stuff that you're doing to better yourself at a craft, but you have no intention of like showing anybody ever. And even right. if you spend the same amount of time on some of these drawings, the intent of it is to learn. Like the intent of doing this drawing is practice like that like the mazda sketch that i showed you two weeks ago now i guess the big mm -hmm. from the big sketchbook i would love to show that off but i don't think i ever will i'm going to keep that in the book 
But then the idea of doing like collections and collections of work with no intent to show people purely for practice as like the person who wants to be the best that they can be as, as I think a lot of people that we graduated with are, we want to do the best that we can possibly do. It's like you with graphics, like spending so much time looking at these different things and taking in different visual stimuli and spending like four or five hours looking at something and thinking, I don't know about this. I'm going to spend some time and figure it out. But then like not showing people something like so intriguing about that for some reason. And then I think to myself, well, what? She's like, she's finding her niche per se, or she's finding what makes her the most excited about drawing and art and creativity. I think, what's my thing? Right. And then, because I, I differentiate that from work or design sketching completely. Because I think that's, it's not, it's, it is different. It's not different in a bad way, but it's not the same thing, ultimately. No, no. no. It's like different tools to do the same job, you know? If you've got yeah. a, if you've got like a, like a, uh, uh, fuck, what's it called? A cutting board. You've got a nice wooden cutting board and you're trying to level it to make it nice and dead flat. There's many different tools you can use to do that. You've got a planer. You've got a hand plane. You've got a jointer. You've got a palm sander. They're all different ways to get to the same thing. Some are going to get you there quicker than others. Some are going to be more efficient. Some are also very expensive. And I'm, a, I'm trying to relate this with industrial design, sketching, and sketching for work to convey a concept and differentiating that from art because I think one is communicating to someone an idea, in which case that's right. work sketching, ID sketching. It's communicating a thought or an idea from me to someone as a, like a form of execution. But I think like for me and for my own individual interpretation of it and pipe in and if you disagree or differ or if you do agree, but I think that art is, or the way, like the way that I'm internalizing it is, it's still a form of communication, but it's on behalf of me. Yeah, you know, I just put in my head. Maybe this doesn't. Maybe if I say it out loud, it won't make sense. But I think it makes sense. Is the way I would see it. It makes sense to me. Would be design sketching is communicating an idea, mm-hmm. and like an artistic sketch is expressing an idea oh if you catch my drift there's a difference there i'm drifting your catch you know what i mean because like i was gonna say well yeah design sketching is an idea right communicating an idea but like you could say well uh, art also can do that right Mm -hmm. like an idea of uh of a an idea for a philosophy or for for a concept or you know like something in your imagination right but to me, like, the difference is, like, the expression, like, the emotion behind it. Because, like, ID, like, not saying there's no emotion behind it, but, like, it's, like, you're communicating, like, a set of instructions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A quick, rough set of instructions on the fly. 
Yes. You know, you're not like, that's why you can get by with a really shit <laughs> visually. Like a, from an artistic point of view, it's not very appealing to look at, but it does the job, right? It gets the idea across for someone to like read it as instructions. Like, you know, like just like, you know, someone reads Ikea instructions and knows how to build or somehow somewhat knows how to Some build kind a of. shelf from mm-hmm. Ikea sometimes. Like you or I being, you know, that's what we went school for and spent years training to do is we can exchange, which to other people could be like chicken scratch shit sketching, sketch, mm-hmm. uh, sketches like you throw a fucking pencil at a piece of paper type. But right. to me and you, like that's like we're like, we can read it as an instruction. Yeah. Right? Like if you're giving someone, oh, this is like 3D model this, I could give you a sketch that might not even be perfect, but I could doodle something really quick and you can read that as an instruction mm-hmm. to then take that and 3D model it or something, right? Whereas like an artistic sketch is more like it's not for, there's a purpose, but it isn't the purpose to communicating an instruction. Yeah. It's to express, right? Like that's why I see like the poster stuff I do isn't like, necessarily it has like graphic design elements and tools but like and there's graphic design rules i follow sometimes but it's more of an expression right where i'm like Mm. i need i need to get creativity out before i my mind implodes Mm -hmm. and i have whether i'm feeling an emotion or i see like there's a color i really want to use or a combination of colors or a font or like an image and i'm like that's giving me some type of feeling some type of vibe and I want to express that vibe in a way that I think looks cool. Whereas, like, if I'm doing a sketch for something that's going to get manufactured or for an engineer to read to yeah. make it or another designer or something, it's like, I'm not trying to sit there and be like, you know, oh, yeah, this is, like, really, you know, on the edge of what's conceptually possible <laughs> for humans to consider art. No, it's just like, this is how... This is how I think we're going to interlock these two pieces. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I we should do it like it should be shaped like this. Right. Or I think this handle should be shaped like this. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I see the difference personally. Does that make I sense? Agree. I don't know. I, th- I think I think you articulated better. I think you articulated it a lot clearer. Because when I see like that, I did. It's like because uh, sometimes they cross over. They do. I think more so design to art. It depends how you push it, right? Like when I see like, mm. you know, Ken showed us like those, his like old renders. Oh. To me, that's pushing like the art. I'd give a scale, right? To have one of those. Right. And I only have one already. <laughs> I would like, I would, I would, that would, to me, is push towards the end of the scale. Like more towards the art end. Right. Where it's like, yeah, that's m- more than enough communicating the idea, but you're not doing that to give to like another designer. You're giving that to like put on the wall to show an executive who doesn't fucking know anything about design. They just know or to like the money. public, whatever that can't understand it. Like that's like, and I, th- that's why when you see like, you look at that and you're like, man, there's emotion behind that, and that's yeah. where like more art comes into play, in my opinion. Like honestly, when I see like a a rough sketch, like. You know, you see this quick sketch of a chair or even a car or some sort of product. It's like, I don't see it as art. It's like instructions. Mm. You know, it's not like, it's still creative, but it's like, 
it's just not the same purpose, right? It's like the same tools, but it's, I would say it's the same tool, but like you're using it for a different outcome, right? Mm -hmm. You're using it a different way. Depends what the purpose is. Am I just getting, expressing some creativity for myself or for something, someone else, whatever? Or am I like, you know, it's an objective to reach a goal or again, something built here. Like there's a purpose to, you know. Mm. I like the way you put that. You know, it's the whole scale that I see in my mind. You know, it's art, engineering, design the middle, and you slide the design back and forth down the scale depending on what you're working on. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of and sense. That's, that's why I see it. Because, like, this Carly Renee lady uses pencils, right? Yeah. In the basic, in the most simple term, they're pencils. And an engineer also uses pencils. Carly Renee may use pencils to sketch a photorealistic portrait of a tiger. And an engineer may use pencils to mark up a fabrication drawing that he's, or yeah, a blueprint, right? Yeah. And in the same way that Stephen King may use a pencil to write down an idea for a, for a story. Mm-hmm. And it's the same tool, and you've got varying levels of expression and communication being exuded through that tool and there's no like there's no limit to it per se right to what it is but and what like really captivated me other than carly renee obviously was and other than her and her artwork i think i was most attracted to like the body of work that she is in the middle of creating where it's not like looking back at a whole bunch of work that someone's done and saying, Oh yeah, I did all this stuff. She's like in the middle of it and making it now. And I don't know why, but for some reason I interpret that as like, Oh, I like that. That's really fucking cool. How can I, I like the energy and I like the vibe that I'm getting from watching you do that and watching you create that stuff for yourself because it's stuff that makes you happy and excited. I'm assuming so because she seems pretty jazzed up in the videos. I don't know her personally. I thought about sending her an email and saying, asking her if she wants to come on the podcast, but I want to wait until she gets to 10,000 subscribers to do that. I'd say just send it. Yeah, I should probably just do that too. Just full send. There's that other Australian graphic design. Mm-hmm girl that we have to reach out to as well we'll do that tomorrow probably um but then like her say the full the whole photorealistic graphite thing and even more specifically photorealistic animal portraits like that's i mean that's the thing that she's into now but the whole concept of the graphite graphite and photorealism that's that's like the path that's the lane that you're in not that you have to stick to that lane, but it's good to find the lane, I think. Because maybe then you risk dabbling in a whole bunch of stuff and nothing really excites you. Or you find it hard to, you enjoy it, but you just kind of enjoy it. You don't right. throw yourself into it with full abandon for everything else. And I think to myself, in like the paintings that I've done, the two paintings that I've done in the last two years, and like the various other art-ish stuff i think what is my graphite 
photorealism thing. Like, what is my lane that I want to go down? And I don't know. I don't think I've found it yet. But again, the only way to find it, and the only way to come across that is to try stuff and to experiment and to mm -hmm. try different things and figure stuff out. So in the spirit of the whole moving into a new year and whatnot, um, I'm not a New Year's resolution guy. I think we spoke about this last mm -hmm. year. Not a resolution guy, but I like the idea of like turning the page, so to speak. Um, so I think that might be something that I look towards in the new year. And even now, not saying I have to wait until January 1 to do something about it, but maybe trying to figure that out. I think that's one one thing that has been kind of neglected in the last like five years of design focus, which I think is great. That's, and I love that. I love to be able to say that that's what I do and what I went to school for and what I like, like the same way that you love saying it, the same way that you yeah. always say, like, I've, al I've always been into that stuff. Yeah. But I'd like to be able to say the same thing about art, and I can't honestly say that as of like the last just five years because it, it just hasn't been there because I haven't found it yet. You know what? Because I've been so preoccupied with this other thing. Yeah. You know what it is, though? It's the way to find it is the easiest and yet the most terrifying thing. And that oh. is you just have to try everything. It's easy, but it's also terrifying. You know? It's kind of like the whole thing where it's like, you know, what do I go to school for? And everyone freaks out because they think, mm -hmm. well, and I was the same. I was like, I don't want to like get two years into something and then be like, I don't want to do this. Drop out all the time wasted, the money wasted, blah, blah. And my parents are always saying like, you know, yeah, money sucks, time wasted sucks, whatever. But A, you're young, you got lost time. And B, at least now you know one other thing you definitely don't want to do. Right, like to look at it in a positive way, you just cross something off the list. You've you've now narrowed down the search by one. Mm -hmm. Right, like that's the thing with me. I mean, I still go. I'm going through that right now because I was like, okay, do I want to go right into graphic design, like purely? Mm -hmm. Is it more like fashion type stuff? Is it going back to architecture? Is it going back to more art? Is it sticking with cars? Is it going right into products? Is it going right into 3D modeling and rendering? Is it going into concept yeah. art? Is it going to model making? Is it ditching design and going to something like something a little more yeah, engineering focused? Or whatever. Well, not quite, but not smart <laughs> enough. Not good enough. But like with me being like, oh, I kind of love like posters and how they look cool and like doing all this fun graphic stuff. And the cool thing is I've found that I really love doing it as an expression thing. <laughs> and I've only really done like technically like a commission thing once for the right. place I used to work at for a band poster. And I love doing it. Yeah, I didn't make that much money from it. And it was simple, but it was cool doing something that other people saw, you know. But like all the other poses I do, it's just for fun. I like it. You know, it's stuff that I would have on my wall mm -hmm. because I think it's rad. And if I think it's rad, then I'm sure at least one other person out there sees it. Is like, I would like that on my wall. Or that's cool, right? And that makes me happy because the amount of people that inspire me and I see on, you know, shit, they, they post, I'm like, that's so cool. I want that on my wall. You know, that, I, I really like how that guy did that. I'm going to 
that's inspired me to do something. The amount of times that had happens to me, I'm like, if I can just be that for one other person, fucking happy, you know? But the cool thing is I found like going down to the posters, I've become more comfortable with it. And I've realized that I can do that as well as other stuff. I don't have to devote my life to it. Because like, I think we're both the same in that like, we don't want to be doing the exact same thing. Even as design, we both love design, but we don't want to be doing the exact same type of design mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. And the amount of people saying, well, if you want to get really good at something, you got to stick to one thing. Yeah, there's the whole mastery thing. But I'm like, I would rather be just solid at lots of things than be an absolute master at one thing. That does mm. kind of entice me a little bit. But I'm like, who knows? By the time, like 20 years from now, there's going to be at least one thing that I've done for 40 years. Almost. Yeah. Right? So it's like, by that time, I'll naturally have probably come close to mastering something. Mm-hmm. And that makes me happy. But I like the idea of like, I never want to be stuck doing one thing. I want to try lots of things. Because I like lots of different things. Even just in design, I like lots of different things, right? All like graphic, fashion, cars, products, furniture, lighting, concept design, model making. I like, I want to do it all, right? Because mm-hmm. there's things I love that like, kind of, you know, in in the Venn diagram of all the things I like in design, there's a lot of, you know, whether it's sci-fi or like minimalism or styles and themes and vibes I like that encompass all like all of those. So in a way, I will be able to touch on all of them, right? But mm-hmm. the cool thing is, you just gotta like fucking jump in and like try it, just to see. And if you don't like it, who cares? You know, it yeah, could stay in your true. sketchbook forever, and no one has to see. You know, whatever. No one has to see it. Or you might there. end up really liking it, and then you found something cool, and then you might really love it, and then after a while realize that isn't the one thing you absolutely love, but you still kind of like it, and you move on to something else, and then you realize that you can take away stuff from that one thing you thought you wanted to do, and now you can apply it to this other thing, and now you've just automatically gone into something new without having to start from fucking step zero, right? Because now you can, like, take stuff from something else and now you're like doing something really unique right that's the goal anyways i'm still figuring that i'm like fuck you know like still want to do car stuff but like you know do not want to do sketching do i want to do modeling rendering do i want to do photoshop stuff do you want to keep posters i want to do more fashion stuff more graphic design stuff i want to get concept art stuff you know like i want to do it all right and it's just kind the of like, is like trying to pull you in every single direction yes yeah, i'm okay time. with that you know not everything gets done right away like you don't end up doing a whole lot from everything right away depends on much how hard you work on it but i like the idea of finding out what my yeah well my my pencil my graphite and charcoal is like the one medium or the one style you know you know that's like that's what entices me right is like that moment of discovery of finding yeah. out what that is yeah because like right now it's like well started with team time travel and now i'm using it more in my like poster stuff and graphic stuff which is like the little kind of 3d effect oh yeah you know it started off as like it's part of the branding for my make-believe company that doesn't exist yet and now i've actually been using it as a tool practically in like graphic stuff it adds a bit of a blur. It adds kind of a cool effect, you know, 
add some color or whatever makes more interesting. So I've used it for that now. And then also if you wanted to get into like concept art and stuff, they use that again as a tool to add, make it look kind of more real or more hyper real or more blurred. And, you know, already it's like, well, huh, that can carry across to a lot of different areas. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was just like a fun thing at one point. And now it's like, I've used it more as like a tool rather than just like a, a brand thing. Right. But it's popping up more and more and more. Yeah. Right. And it's becoming a, it's like becoming an extension of your creativity in a way to phrase it like that. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that evolves into something that becomes its own thing. You don't know. Right. Yeah. And I guess that's like what you're saying is like that. The act of that serendipity is, so enticing and it's so exciting mm-hmm. that's why it's like the easiest and the most scariest thing i like that where'd you come up with that i, don't know, I just thought about it because i was like it's kind of like the easiest thing smart. ever because you just have to like do it and i'm like yeah but why do yeah. i not just do it then and then i'm like well like it's the classic thing is like what if it's the classic natural mindset of what if i fail and i don't like it or it doesn't come out that i want to or i find out that that isn't for me Right, which is like what the answer is. It doesn't matter. That's okay. You just cross one thing more off your list of things you. Maybe, maybe are the are the is that one thing, that you're gonna stick with. Right now you've just narrowed it down by one. You've made you know one step closer to finding, the one. Right. So it's kind of like it's kind of like the easy and the hard thing at the same time. Right. Yeah, and I don't think. And I think when when something is easy and extremely difficult, that's the rewarding point. That's what's that's where you know you're 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 getting there. You're finding that thing. Yeah. Because it's either too much of one, it's either too difficult and you're not enjoying it, or it's too easy and it's not challenging enough. And you're like, I'm not, I'm not feeling it with this, or I'm feeling it too much and I don't like it. What's the thing, right? It's got to be challenging enough to keep you interested, challenge you to make it fun. Yeah. Right. That's like I still would like car sketches. Like, it's frustrating, but like it's not easy. But I want to do it. But when you actually work your ass off, and then you hit like a new milestone, it's so fucking rewarding. Because then you're like, holy shit! Like, now I can do this. You know, now I understand this. What else? What else can I do with this? Yeah. Which is why I need to get back into. I need to do car sketches. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I want to like. I've been like trying to look at it things to do of like, okay, I'm not, I don't want to think of it as a potential portfolio project. Fair enough. Cause then from step one, I'm like, Hmm, like then my brain goes into overthinking planning mode where I'm like, Oh, I then, okay. So page one, it's going to be the title page and the next page, I'm going to go into the background of the, pro- of the project. And then page three, I'm going to go into the inspiration. And I want these types of like rough, like, you know, clay form esque sketches done in like, you know, pencil on paper but then overlaid with some digital photoshop stuff on top and then the next page i want to go into more refined forms with some inspiration images oh, and i want it to be yeah. like from these kind of like vibes and these kind of colors and textures and materials and then the next page i want to go into the final design and show these angles and it just and then i want to learn blender so i can 3d model thing and then render a key shot and do all this and i want the background to look at and then it's like oh uh, and then i'm like i won't do it yeah you know so like with my little like thing was the last car sketch I was doing, which was like my little 
in my head of like what would a redesign of a lotus uh esprit look like because i love the car as just get myself back into sketching and to try a new style i saw on instagram and it was going pretty well so i think i'm just going to tackle that as i'm just going to just to get back in and practice sketching i want to do those sketches for myself and then use that eventually to try and start a blender model when i get comfortable enough with blender to start you know giving it a whirl to model a car and see where that goes and then if it looks good enough to turn to a project then i do if not then it goes in the sketchbook forever and that's okay. And that's okay. There's a lot of sketches in my sketchbooks now that no one sees. Probably because of shit sketches, mostly. But, like, <laughs> also, it's like there's a lot of stuff in there that no one sees other than me. Or the occasional person that wants to see my sketchbook, you know. But that's kind of the cool thing, right? That's why I love when Very I watch these, like, videos and pictures of Slew and his art studio. I'm like, how many of all yeah. those, you know, those rare videos where he pulls out the portfolio drawers and it's just crammed full of papers and sketches? And you're mm. like... Like, 95% of this stuff he's never shown, or not, like, the YouTube audience or Instagram audience. It's just him, maybe his close friends, or just him. That, like, we probably would think are amazing, but maybe he doesn't think so, or it was just for him anyways. His goal was never to, like, show it to people, you know? And that's, that's it for me. That's the thing, is, like, most of the art that I've done has been to show other people. And I just, I feel like you can smell the difference when that's you the can. purpose, when that's the intent. Yeah. Because the posters, it's like, I do it because, like I said, of a word or a vibe that I'm in a mood or an mm-hmm. image that gives me a certain vibe. I'm doing it for me. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I need to get this artistic expression out. And I feel like that always looks better with that intent than like, I'm going to do it because I want this to look good on Instagram. You know, yeah. that's probably like, you don't, you don't really care. Like it's probably the least validating reason to do it at that point. No. Right. It's not good. If anything, it, if anything, I think that is probably best off being the last item Yeah, that comes across your brain in that sense. So I love that. I'm glad we talked about that. Good convo. It was like a nice, that was a nice little Christmas present for ourselves. Yes. Agreed. Beautiful little Christmas present. Um, we'll cap it there, I think. And yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll try and read, I'll reach out to Carly Renee and see if she's Brad. interested That'd be in fun. the podcast, obviously. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Long distance is not ideal. And that's 16,000 kilometers. It's a bit of a ways, a bit of a stretch. Just a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I would implore you to go and check out Carly Renee's YouTube channel. Very enticing, very beautiful artwork. And uh, if you have a question for us, send that to hi at bigdesigncompany.com or visit our website, www.bigdesigncompany.com. And if you have a podcast-specific question, hi.theprocesspodcast.gmail.com is the email address for that. And my good old sir, Wacky Zacky Hacky Zacky. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? The process underscore underscore podcast. That's it. Don't forget it. Don't wear it out. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, have a very, 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 very Merry Christmas. And happy holidays. We'll see you in Include everyone's big inclusion vibes. Big inclusion vibes. And uh, yeah, enjoy that. Enjoy Boxing Day. Yes. Most exciting holiday of the year. 
and we'll see you on Monday. Peace. The process.